like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, 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 okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Eric Lyons, and this is episode 80 of Electrified. 80 of them things, man. We finally in the 80s. This is the last day of 2019 and the last episode of 2019. Happy New Year's Eve to everybody, man. Only a couple more hours to the turn of the decade, man. Crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy to think where we are in time right now. I'm 21 years old. I just turned 21 in August. And I think it's crazy that me, myself, and you know people around my age, at the beginning of the decade, bro, we were in middle school. We were in middle school. Kids. Now we're all adults. A lot of us are in college or just working adults. I think that that's... Like putting that in perspective is crazy, and then looking forward, not rushing anything, and 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 you know, uh, with through God's will, we live, you know, we we make it, because you know, y'all know what I'm saying, we make it to it, but we'll be turning thirty in the twenties, bro. That's nuts to me. That we'll be in our thirties by the end of the twenties. And it's the roaring twenty, the roaring the well, I cannot say it. Roar, why can I say that out loud? Roar, roar, ring, roar, roar. Wow, wow, wow. This is now how how I want to end the decade. Wow. Anyway, it's about to be the twenties. It's about to be the roaring twenties. I'm gonna start calling y'all old sport, man. I'm like, what's good, old sport? How's it going, old sport? Good, uh, good day, old sport. I mean. Oh, my great Gatsby, man. It's the 20s, bro. Like, that's crazy. Like, we are actually about to be in the 20s. Like, like we look back on history like the 1920s, 2020s. It's crazy. Time is wild. Uh, This year flew, man. This year uh, this year really flew. This year really flew. Uh, I, I've never been so focused on, on a new year in my life. I wrote my, like I said, I wrote my goals down back in October. Tonight I'm going to go over them again Make sure I don't need to add anything to the list But man I'm ready bro I feel like I said I feel like we're all on that same, on the same page Where we just feel like 2020 is is ours And we can make it We can make it You feel me We can make it Like we can make it our own And uh, you know Whether it's that, a new job you want A new car Whatever your goals are for 2020 man Do it do it, do it, get it, get it for real, bro, because I am, I mean that, everything that I want, everything that I didn't have in 2019 this year, everything that was taken from me, everything that I felt like I deserved but didn't get, I'm, I'm coming forward to 2020, I mean that, I mean that, I mean that, bro, I mean it from the bottom of my heart, I'm coming for it, bro. I hope y'all I'm I've I'm never going I've never applied so much pressure. I'm going to apply so much pressure in 2020. I'm not even just talking about the show, but as far as that goes, oh, we taking it to another level. 2019 was the warm up. 1900 uh 1950 plays over eight countries, 27 states. That's 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 just numbers. That's stats. That's stats. 
I did that. Yeah, I did that. We did that. But 2020, we doing more than numbers, baby. We doing no more than numbers, and I cannot, I cannot wait for y'all to see what I got in store. It's going to be great. It's going to be great, man. Electrify, we taking over the brand, the brand, baby. The brand is going to expand. I promise. Um, but look, bro, 2020, we are, we all coming up, man. Everybody coming up I don't care how bad your 2019 was I don't care how bad it started I don't care how bad it finished I don't care where you are in life Make this next 365 worth it Make it worth it You feel me? Don't give up on your goals Don't give up on your resolutions At the end of January If you mess up, try again You got 12 months to do it Yes sir I don't mean to sound like a motivational speaker I don't mean to sound like I'm preaching But I, that's just how I feel I, I got this fire inside of me And I feel like that 20, 2020 Is going to be crazy That's in the soul man But before we can get there We have to finish episode 8 So let's get to it man We're going to talk We got some things to talk about today Got some things to talk about today Um, Before we get to Black Monday if you don't know what Black Monday is, that's when uh, coaching staffs and anybody not a player on the team, on the NFL team, that's when they usually get fired, the Monday after the end of the season. It's called Black Monday. But before we get to Black Monday, I want to talk about being black in the NFL, but not a player, though. I'm talking as a coach or anybody in a senior ops position, if they're in that position. First off, let me tell you guys. If you don't know what the Rooney Rooney wow, excuse me. The Rooney rule, if you don't know what that is, I'll tell you. The Rooney rule is the NFL's policy that requires league teams to interview interview ethnic minority candidates for head coaching and senior ops positions. So, each NFL team is required to review uh to interview um minority or black coaches or uh, like GMs or any senior op- uh, senior operations position. So that's a thing. And as you, if you didn't know, there are only two black coaches in the NFL right now. Only two, and that is Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins and of course Mike Tomlin of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there's only one black GM in the NFL. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's the Dolphins general manager. But almost what? What is it? Eighty-five percent of the league is black, so it's okay to run the ball. It's okay to throw the ball now. It's okay to catch the ball. It's okay to make a tackle. It's okay to go out there, put your life on the line, night, day in, day out. But when you want to coach, when you want to run the team, you can be a coordinator. You can be a positions coach. You can be a, a a special teams coach. Sure. Head coach. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Oh, you want to be a GM? I don't know about that. Maybe not. We'll, well, sure, we'll look at you. We'll look at you. Will we hire you? Probably not. I just think it's interesting that Somebody like Zach Taylor Who is Zach Taylor Can get a job in Cincinnati 
But you got guys like Jim Caldwell out there hanging dry. Um, speaking of Jim Caldwell, I would love to know how Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia threw 32 games. He's won nine of those. Uh, you know when when Jim Har- Jim uh, Caldwell was in that position, they got rid of him when the new GM came. But Matt Patricia and his staff, they are fine. They are fine. And and as we talk about Matt Patricia, okay, he lost Matt Stafford this year. The John- the Lions did not have a good season. Michael Tom- Mike Tomlin lost Ben Roethlisberger at the first game of the season. He lost his quarterback. When the when the Steelers were struggling. Everybody was calling for Mike Tomlin's head. The media was talking. The fans were talking about trading Tomlin to the Redskins. Get him out of here, man. Didn't cut Mike any slack. I didn't hear much of that in in Detroit, though. I didn't. I didn't. Why? Why? Why are black head coaches? You know why are white head white Head coaches Why aren't white head coaches Held to that same accountability As black head coaches I feel like They Black head coaches skate on much thinner ice Than white head coaches I feel like there's much 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 Less room for error But you got guys like Jason Garrett Who I don't blame the Cowboys struggles Like I said I do not blame Their struggles completely on Jason Garrett but in nine nine plus seasons, only what? How many playoff appearances? What three? All ending in divisional losses. Uh, barely coming out of the NFC East every year. That would not fly if he was black. You can't convince me otherwise. You cannot convince me otherwise. Nope. And if and if and if Jason Garrett name was uh you know if he was a, if he was black. He would not be coaching Cowboys anymore after this season. You cannot convince me otherwise. I don't like to play this. You can call it the race game. You can call it race car. It's just realistic. Where we have 30 white coaches, one Hispanic. So 29 white coaches, one Hispanic, and two black. Come on, dog. Come on, dog. But eighty five of of the eighty five percent of the players are black. Those numbers don't add up to me. I'm not saying that every head coach has to be black. I'm just saying that a lot of these white coaches are getting these jobs not because of what they've done or you know what they bring to the table. It's 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 a lot of. Who you know, not what you know. You know, you get you're hiring these guys, not based off of skill. A lot of these times, and that's why you have your your, your what you have in in Cincinnati, what you had in Cleveland, what you had in in why. Uh, yeah, it's not good. And right now, with all these vacancies, I'm not saying that all of them have to be filled with black guys. I know there's a lot. Of coaches out there I know Ron Rivera is going to get a job I know he's going somewhere But all I'm saying is man It's hard being black in the NFL That's 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 my whole thing And and like I said I, I try not To do this But it's realistic It's real 
is real life and, and a lot of people are scared to talk about this And have this conversation But I'm not You guys know I'm not scared of anything I'll say how I feel This is my platform And this is that's it's, this the truth Um, Let's see Where we at with it uh, So Continuing with Black Monday uh, Freddie Kitchens got fired Pat Shermer got fired So now the coaching vacancies we have Cleveland, uh, the New York Giants, the Redskins, and the Panthers. Of course, Ron Rivera was let go week 13. I honest, honestly forgot the Redskins fired Jay Gruden. I, that was so long ago, bro. I really did forget that happened. So as if, if you look at these jobs, honestly, I think the best job available right now is that Giants job. Uh, Danny Dimes and Saquon Barkley, they, they're going to be fine. I think that Build some more around them That's the best place to go It's a younger team And you can go there And and lead And actually take over this team And and maybe have more control over your staff Than you would anywhere else I think that's the best spot uh, Of course you gotta always add the Cowboys to that list Because <gasps> list, maybe Who knows by the time you guys hear this Jason Garrett won't be re-signed But once again I really don't think Jason Garrett is going anywhere I think that the problem lies with Jerry Jones And the rest of that staff isn't good I'm not putting all that on Jason Garrett But uh, the, I think the worst the worst job here Would be in in, in uh, Washington That organization is a mess, man Top to bottom, a mess They have a lot of problems But if you look, if you think Just football Strictly football you know, not not business related. This Browns team. What coach could come in here, come and go in there, and, and really r- wrangle these guys in? You know, bring these guys in. Another coaching situation where, okay, Freddie Kitchens had a terrible year. He made a lot of bad calls and he showed that he really I don't know about Freddie Kitchens. I don't know how he got that job. But I'm putting some of this on Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield has shown me some things this year and it's it's not about football. Like Sunday he's he, he's chatting with fans. Like come on, bro. With the uh the opposing team's fans. I don't even remember what they're playing. And he's telling them to come say it, come say whatever they were saying to his face. Like, bro, you're not good enough to be talking like that. Like, you had a terrible sophomore slump. Like, all these weapons you got, and this is how you come. I think that they need a coach to get there and, and, and really help bring this team together. And really get these guys together. Because from what I saw, like I said, man, this team doesn't seem like they're all on the same page. They're, they're, they're going to need some serious, serious help in Cleveland um, Let's see, what else did I take away from Black Monday? Don't know how Doug Marone is still floating around Jacksonville I thought they were getting him out of there Once again, I don't know how Matt Patricia still has a job um, And Freddie Kitchens, one more thing about him He said he thought he had the organization support Bro, I don't know what made I don't know what he was told but outside looking in, I I don't know what you thought. I don't know I, if I'm John Dorsey. I don't think I'm keeping you. It, it, it's just too much real guys out there with real looks like to be more football knowledge than you. 
I yeah, I don't know what he was thinking with that one. I really don't. Uh, let's see where we at next, man. I'm tired of talking about the coaches. Let's talk football, baby. Let's get into week 17, man. What the heck? Week 17 was crazy like I knew it would be. So let's get to it. Okay, so week 17 wrapped up. The regular season is over. It is now playoff time. And I was looking back at my predictions. I think I said, let me think, because I don't know why I don't, I don't know if I have that tweet still. All right, AFC, I think I said the Browns were winning the, the North. I think I said the Chiefs were winning the West. I know I said the Jags were winning the South. And I said the Pats were winning the East. Right, so I, I'm two for four in the in the AFC. I apologize to the Ravens for, for totally, you know, disrespecting y'all in the North. My apologies. Sorry to this man. Uh, the South... I do believe I said the Saints was taking that division. I know I said the Packers were taking the North. Uh, I said the Cowboys were taking the East. And I said the damn Seahawks were taking the West. Bro, both of those came down to the last games of the bro. Listen, man. I was almost 4 for 4 in the NFC. Let me tell you something. I don't know. Let's talk about it. First, let's 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 okay. So first of all, my predictions were very not. I went what eight for. Wait, hold on. I got two out of four. Four four for eight. Yeah, four for eight. God damn it, fifty percent. But um, let's talk about the Seahawks Forty ers game. First of all, for the for that to be the last game of the decade, last yes Sunday was the last football Sunday of the decade. But for that to be the last game of the decade, it it made so much sense for for everything that was on the line. I was happy to see Marshawn break one, and I was happy to see him score, man. That was great. But I just thought back, once again, reflecting on the decade, I'm like, bro, the Seahawks and the 49ers were definitely going at it at the beginning, mid, you know, beginning, middle of the decade. Like, you think back to the Legion of Boom, uh, Patrick Willis, Frank Gore, Alex Smith, then Kaepernick, Crabtree, uh, all those guys, bro. And then, then, you know, of course, the Seahawks teams. But, bro, for us to close the decade out like this with the NFC West on the line, playoff seating on the line in Seattle, it made so much sense. It just felt right. Uh, that game was good, man. It was, it was everything I thought it would be. It was a, it was a great one, just like the first game. Uh, I gotta give the 49ers their props, man. I gotta give Jimmy G his props. You know, when they first got hot in the middle of the season, before the November, I was just like, I didn't, you know, I was saying I didn't trust them yet. I didn't trust Jimmy G yet because they hadn't been tested. They hadn't been tested. That was right before the Packers, Saints, for um, Ravens and Cardinals. That that whole slew of five six games. That was right before then. So, you know, they, they, they blow out the, the Packers. They go on the road. They beat the Saints. And they they split with the Seahawks. They, uh, they're battle-tested. I'm not taking They are battle-tested. They proved, they proved it to me. They're battle-tested now. And this is the team that now has home field advantage throughout. Very dangerous team, man. Very dangerous. It will be very hard to take out. 
in the playoffs. Uh, before we get to the playoffs, we're trying to think what else we saw in week 17. Bro, the Dolphins. <laughs> Ryan Fitzmagic, bro. Also, great, interesting stat. Ryan Fitzpatrick has played for the Bills, the Dolphins, and the Jets, and he's beaten the Pats every time. That's crazy. The Grim Reaper. Uh, bro, the Dolphins went up there and did that, bro, on the road. Shout out to Brian Flores and Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was a close game, too. I was flicking between that and the Packers game at the same time. That was crazy. Bro, New England was silent. You couldn't hear a you could hear a pin drop in Foxborough, bro. It was silent. Uh, they went up there and knocked the Patriots out of the two seed. They now the Patriots have to go on the road. Well, I, well, they get a home game this Saturday, but then they have to go if they make it. They got to go on the road for two more games. History shows us that that's not usually how that goes for them. Uh, the last time the Patriots were a wild card, that was the two, oh what was the oh nine twenty ten season I want to say, and the Ravens went up there and just dusted them. Ray Rice had a big run to start the game off, and they just dominated the Pats, bro. Brady and them boys need that buy, man. They they literally needed that buy. This is not a team heading into the playoffs that anybody should be scared of. And Br Gridiron Bleacher Report posted a I was reading this uh. Their post, I think it was Saturday night. And it was like NFL teams are scared of the Patriots again. Who? 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 Who's scared? Who is scared of New England? The Dolphins just walked up to New England, went in that trap, beat them in that trap. Ain't nobody scared of the Patriots? Nobody is scared of the Patriots, bro. Literally nobody. We are good. We are good. But I'm not going to get into that wild card matchup until Friday. But I will say this: I am not. I don't. I'm not worried about the Patriots making it far this year. It's not happening. Uh, what else? Uh, the Chiefs go to number two. Uh, Drew Locke put on for his city, bro. And my man Justin Tucker hit the bop, bro. Week 17 was crazy, man. Week 17 was crazy. We saw Philip Rivers get emotional at the podium, man. And everything that was crazy. Uh, and the playoff seedings are set. Fun fact. The last 12 Super Bowl teams. You know. Every, in, not years. But last. All 12 teams have made it to the Super Bowl. So what's that? The last what? Four? Or I don't know. I, I'm not good at math. But. They were all ones and two seeds. So. You see what I'm saying. It's very important. To get that one or two seed. We haven't seen a wild card team go to the Super Bowl since. Was it the Ravens? Hold on. Seahawks, Broncos, Broncos, Patriots, Broncos, Panthers. Yeah, I don't think a wild card team has been to the Super Bowl since the Ravens. And they had to win three. Yeah, I don't think Yeah, I think that was the last time Yeah, I think that was the last time And speaking of the Ravens They won 14-2 and for the first time in franchise history That's why I was glad that they won yesterday Sunday Because I really wanted them to do that Because the Ravens have never done that before The best they've gone is 13-3 and And I believe that was the McNair year 
Yeah, so that's great. And it became the best rushing team ever. Bro, this Ravens team lost to the Browns and haven't looked back since. Be very afraid to come to Baltimore and play. That's 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 in this all. So, it's like this. In the NFC, the 49ers are at one. The Packers are at two. So, 49ers have home field throughout. And the Packers have one home game. And then they will go, if they advance, depending on what happens, they will go on the... The only way they'll go on the road is if the 49ers win. But if not, they'll have another home game. Also, another fun fact, Aaron Rodgers has never had a home NFC Championship game. Could have had that, buddy. But the Seahawks folded. So, let's hope somebody knocks off the 49ers. But, um... Oh, yeah, hold on. Who was it? So, who? who I, I don't know. I forgot that man's name on the uh, NBC crew for the pregame on Sunday Night Football. He was like, I don't know if I'm scared to go play in Green Bay. That's like the least place to be scared of in the playoffs. Let me tell you something. Let me tell y'all something. Green Bay was 7-1 at home this year. Could have went 8-0 at home, but that's neither here nor there. We watched the Falcons walk into the Dome. We watched the 49ers walk into the Dome. The Panthers almost did it. The The Dome has not been too friendly to the Saints this year. So don't sleep on the Vikings. You talk about places you're not scared to go. We watched the 49ers go to the to Seattle. We watched the Ravens go to Seattle. We watched Brett Hundley. And the Cardinals go to Seattle, walked in their trap, beat them in their trap. Other than the 49ers, I think the place you don't want to be is Green Bay in the middle of January. It's cold. The crowd is going to be crazy. Bro, y'all not going to tell me that that cold don't affect these teams, bro. It It does. It does, but I'm not even... We'll see. We'll see. January 12th. See y'all at Lambeau, man. That's it. That's all. But um, at the three, we got the Saints. We'll be playing the Minnesota Vikings. Remember the last time that happened. Uh, We got the Eagles taking on the Seahawks. And honestly, if the Eagles are limping to the playoffs. Bro, they have so many injuries. It's ridiculous. But I think that's a good matchup for them. The Seahawks, I think that's a good matchup for the uh, the Eagles. So that, sh- that should be a good game. Uh, of course, we'll, I'll do a full wild card We can break down on Friday We just, you know, running through it um, AFC, we got the Ravens, the Chiefs The Pats will be taking on the six-seeded Titans And the Texans will be taking on the number five-seed Bills Another game where literally anything could happen in Texas But we'll see uh, But yeah, man, week 17 is a wrap, bro The season is over, man That is crazy Um... Let's see before we wrap up the decade. Uh, I don't know if we talked about AB's workout. I think we did. Um, hey man, <laughs> he just—I don't know. Yeah, we talked about it. We don't need to talk about it again. Uh, all right. So let's get into the fight. All right. So Tank. First of all, Gamboa tore his Achilles in the second round and fought during the rest of the fight. Hats off to him. He's a tough, tough SOB. That's crazy. But Tank would eventually knock him out. And also, Gamboa has the chin of, of, of vibranium. All right. 
here's here's what I take away from this fight. I was not impressed, and neither was Tank. He knows he has to get more focused, man. He has to get more focused. He has to be more disciplined outside of the ring. Uh, he took a lot of punches this fight. His face was marked up. That's concerning to me against an opponent like this. I don't want to see that. Like I said, I going into this fight, I said I needed to see some defense from him. I didn't see much of that. I saw a lot of banging. I saw a lot of banging. But um I, Look, when you when you start to talk about him and Loma fighting, let me say this. Anything can happen anytime. I'm not counting him out at all. I know what his power is like. And I know what Lomachenko brings to the table, but for I've, I've seen people just try to brush him off like he's just some regular boxer. Y'all don't know boxing. Lomachenko, the truth. I will say this. It's going to be a challenge for Tank that he has never seen before. I think if this fight happens in 2020, which I really hope it does, here's, here's my thing. Lomachenko can be touched, and he can t- he can be dropped. He hit the deck in his last fight. Here's the thing. It's can you find that awkward angle to get him at? Because it you got to catch him at the perfect angle. And if you do, you got to put him to sleep. Because if he gets back up, you won't find it again. But you got if you but if you do put him down, you got to really rattle him because he hasn't really been rattled like that. You know what I mean? He has a chin too. So that's that's the only thing Tank would would have to be he would have to be patient and waiting for that and trying to find that it's going to be a, a game of chess. Tank can't go into that in that fight playing checkers. He has to play chess with Loma. Easier said than done. But uh, I think I think a lot of people gave Tank a lot of you know a lot of flack for not getting Gambo out of there faster. And that's you know what the total on Terrence Crawford. Bro, I told you I don't like that dude, Joe. Let me see what he said. Let me go to the tweet. Twitter fingers, bro. Uh, where we at? Crawford said, Tank for a 38-year-old out of prime fighter with a torn Achilles, barely KO him. Gamboa having fought in a meaningful fight since 2014 against me, and he got stopped by a guy with 12 losses. Y'all make it seem like he do something spectacular. Listen here, buddy. Listen here, bud. Dog, who you fought? No, with a straight face. Who you fought, bro? Crawford. Dog. I really don't know how your fights be on pay-per-view or whatever. That, no, y'all, you be on ESPN for free. Dog. Be real with yourself. You ain't fought nobody, bro. You haven't. Amir Khan? Really? Like, I really don't know who's on your list. Like, like we, Like, if you look at your past fights, you really haven't fought anybody, bro. Tank is younger than you. Uh, like he's on the come up, so I understand why why his his track record may not be that hot, but he he's working towards that. All you do is cry about how you don't get to fight PBC boxer title holders. Like that's all you do. And and like I said, he's not that you're not that special to me. So relax, relax. Uh, but hey man, Tank got the job done. It was ugly. But he he got the knockout he had what he did what he had to do. Uh, congratulations to him. I'm looking forward to him in 2020, man. I, I just need him to get more discipline outside the ring. That's all. And he and he knows that. And that's and that's good. As long as he knows. 
as long as he knows, that's good. That means he's he's ready. He's 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 trying to mature, and and that's great. You know, get into this new decade. He's twenty five. I'm excited to see what Tank has to offer in twenty twenty. Uh, I think that's all I have for that. But um, it's the end of the decade, man. Let's so let's let's just take a a, a quick trip down memory lane. Uh, let's see what I had on my list of things. Um, boxing. What do I have a boxing? Oh, that's oh, staying on boxing. I just think that this was a good decade for boxing. I think it was interesting to see the the end of the Floyd era, the post Floyd era. I'm not talking about the McGregor fight. I'm talking about when he actually retired, like the first time after fighting Berto. You know, after well, actually, you know, after the Pacquiao fight. To be honest, that's when it was over to me, 2015. You know, Floyd was at the top for so long, and had the welterweight division on lock for so long. I think after 2015, we saw the resurgence of boxing. Uh, PBC came out. PBC came, and 20. You know, we saw guys like Deontay Wilder. Uh, guys like Danny Garcia, uh, you know, like and for free on on network television. I think that the the resurgence of free boxing, you know, not on HBO, not on Showtime, that that helped the sport a lot. Got a lot of got more eyes on the sport. Premier Boxing Championship, I I didn't like it at first. It looked very corny at first, but they got it together and they got it, they turned it to a powerhouse, man. Within three years, and I'm I, I can't that my hats off to him, crazy man, crazy. Uh, you know you watch the downfall of HBO. Floyd leaves HBO. You know you watch the rise of Canelo Alvarez through HBO. Then what happens? Canelo leaves HBO, and then HBO it, it dies out because they can't they couldn't keep up with the time. We're not paying HBO pay-per-view prices We're not watching HBO after dark We know you get your HBO pay-per-view You can't even stream it You have to buy it And watch it on television Like it's 1985 When you got Showtime streaming their fights ESPN streaming their fights Then you get the streamer themselves The Zone comes out You know you Technology took over the sport in a good way uh, You know It was it was good man I think As far as fighters of the decade It's, it's Floyd and Canelo Easy It's Floyd and Canelo easy I, you know, Y'all know I call Canelo the Mexican Floyd uh, It was good to see the resurgence of the heavyweights The Klitschko brothers were dethroned by Tyson Fury And Anthony Joshua And two crazy fights uh, that Joshua fight, I, I watched both of those fights live. But the Joshua fight, man, wow, that was crazy. I remember watching. That was my freshman year of high, of, not high school, excuse me, of uh, college. I remember watching that fight in my room Saturday afternoon. Um, yeah, man, boxing has a great decade for the sport of boxing. I'm excited to see what happens in the 2020s, man. But Great resurgence for the sport. I'm telling you, that second half of the decade, 2015 up to 2019, crazy man, crazy. Uh, football. Let's see. Did I write my top five Super Bowls down? 
Hold on, let me think of my top five. I can't even. I thought I wrote my list down, bro. Um, let's see. Not even. I'm just going to name you know ones that stand out. Uh, I think. I, damn. Let me pull up my. Let me pull up the Super Bowl list because I'm not going to be able to do this. Let's see. Super Bowl list. Thank you. Thank you. Let's Super Bowl champ. Uh, twenty, twenty, twenty. What we at? I'm so sorry. For, by the way, all right, here we go. Twenty ten. Oh yeah, twenty ten. Oh yeah, you already know Green Bay. Uh, Steelers. That was a good game. Uh, the Giants and uh, Patriots. That was an eleven. That was a good game. Can't forget the Ravens, bro. The Ravens and Forty Niners. That might be the best Super Bowl of the decade. The lights go out, you know, the Ravens were blowing them out. The lights go out, and the 49ers come all the way back, bro. That was nuts. The J- Jacoby Jones return, Ray Lewis retired. Crazy. That that whole playoff run might be my favorite playoff run. Um, oh, Jesus. The the Seahawks and 49, I mean, excuse me, the Seahawks and Patriots in 2014, bro. The the Seahawks throw it at the goal line. Michael Michael Butler picks it off. Jeez, me Christmas. That was a good one. Uh, let's see. Uh, again the Patriots, the twenty eight to three. Let me tell y'all something. Twenty eight to three game. That was a year we went to the championship and and limped there, lost to the Falcons. So I didn't. I was. I wanted them to lose, but bro, they were up twenty eight to three. 28-3 I was watching that game in the lounge of Cumberland Hall Watching that game in the lounge Bro, I thought the game was over I walked to my man's room We in there playing Madden And we just keep getting updates about the game I said, let me go back out here And we finished the game Bro, I couldn't believe that that happened That was nuts Um, Let's see, another one The Patriots again, bro but it was the Eagles game. They lost. Uh, that was my. I think that was like my second favorite Super Bowl of the decade. Uh, I was at a Super Bowl party at school. That was nuts, bro. That 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 game was nuts. I was so happy for the Eagles, man. That was nuts. Uh, but yeah, man. The Patriot way stood up, stood strong throughout the 2010s. Patriots ain't going nowhere, man. Now the 2020s may be different. Uh, think. Player of the decade. All right. Okay. I don't care. You come by as you want. Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, bro. Rodgers, man. Look. It's Aaron Rodgers, bro. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's been a decade of greatness for him. It's been a decade of just crazy. The Hail Marys. All of them. Uh, it's a shame that he hasn't had teams like he has now. Because he would have so. At least. Three rings, man. Three rings. But the great, of course, you know, Brady, the most winningest quarterback of the decade. That boy was on fire, of course. The Patriots, man. Um, the game has changed a lot since the beginning of the decade. Game has definitely changed a lot, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Anything else? Uh, the Legion of Boom was crazy. Yeah, man, it was it was an interesting decade for football, man. Definitely. Uh, basketball, of course, LeBron's dominance, man, the decade of destruction for LeBron. 
Uh, my favorite finals from the decade or the 2013 finals, the Ray Allen shot, of course. Um, oh, the 2016 finals, the best finals of all time, bro. The 3-1 series, that's just the greatest finals of all time, bro. No no question. Uh, we lost Kobe, Wade, Dirk retired. Uh, the Thunder broke up. What else happened? Super teams formed crazy. Crazy. Now, WWE... Brock, Brock, Brock Lesnar, people on Twitter didn't like I said this, who was the rest of the decade, but Brock Lesnar has done a lot, bro, he took the streak, he murdered John Cena on live TV, murdered Randy Orton, bro, Brock Lesnar had a hell of a decade, bro, uh, we saw the women's evolution, uh, the WrestleManias was crazy, I think uh, WrestleMania 28 might have been my, fra- my favorite WrestleMania, that was the end of the era match, John Cena, The Rock won, um... What else was on that card? But I think, you know, Undertaker, Undertaker first, you know, 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, you know, before the, the streak was over, 20, I was enjoying Undertaker's last couple of WrestleMania runs. It's a damn shame it had to end that way. But I think, you know, the Triple H and Shawn Michaels matches may have been the best matches of the decade. Um, I think Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels won and WrestleMania might be my favorite WrestleMania match. I think that was at what was what WrestleMania was that? Yeah, I'm getting old. Um, but of course, Kofi winning the belt takes the cake. That was crazy. Uh, I think the best moment of the decade for WWE was has to be two twenty one eleven. Two twenty one eleven was crazy, man. Undertaker and Triple H just stare off. No words were said, but you know what? The, you knew the vibes. Uh. You know, watching WWE Network change the landscape of pay-per-view was nuts. You know, not paying 60 a pop for it, that's crazy. Uh, I think that's all I had for the decade of review, man. It's 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 been a wild ride, man, and this year has been crazy. So, that does it for me, man. I'm signing off. Last episode of the year, I uh, just want to wish you guys a happy new year, of course. Wish you nothing but prosperity and blessings, man. May God be with us all going into this new decade, man. I appreciate you guys for sticking with me this year. <sighs> man. 2020, here we come, man. And once again, for the 80... Whoa, wait. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Shout out to the listeners. Make sure you follow me on Twitter at Eric Lyons TV. Follow the Electrified Pod Twitter and Instagram accounts. Once again, for the 80th time. And for the last time of 2019, I am Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.